Hello, I'm Nick Holland with ISMG. The significant cybersecurity breaches of recent years have spawned dramatic growth in cybersecurity risk insurance. But traditional underwriting hasn't been the best candidate for something as complex as cybersecurity risk scoring. Today, I'm speaking with Alexander Yampolsky, who is co-founder and CEO of Security Scorecard, a company that has recently announced that it has been selected by AXA, the world's largest insurance company, to provide security ratings as part of their underwriting process. Hi, Alexander. It's a pleasure to be with you, Nick. So what is the state of cybersecurity in insurance today? Um, sure. So if you think about cyber insurance, uh, traditionally, insurance companies have been deriving most of their revenue from traditional revenue lines like property and casualty insurance or general insurance. Then we started seeing cybersecurity breaches dominate the headlines, and a lot of the companies started approaching insurance companies asking them, do you have any type of insurance policy that would cover us in the case that we get breached? So there started to be a feeding frenzy where a lot of the insurance companies uh, began offering cybersecurity insurance policies, but they had no process and no methodology for vetting the cybersecurity of the companies that applied for the cyber insurance. They would typically use pen and paper questionnaires where they would ask in those questionnaires what the, uh, various type of questions about how those companies protect themselves. And then they would blindly uh, trust the answers that the companies provided and, uh, and, and offer them a policy and fairly randomly figure out what the premium is. Um, and if you look at the cyber insurance premium market size, it went from $5 billion uh, of a market size in 2016 to a $20 billion uh, projected in 2020. It's been growing at a 41% compounded annual growth rate. And what uh, insurance companies started finding and discovering as the breaches continue to in intensify is that they're sitting on billions of dollars of exposure. They're all these companies that they've insured, but it's very much like a mortgage meltdown crisis where they have no idea uh, about what's the risk uh, that they could bear. So uh, insurance companies are beginning to think about objective ways to measure cybersecurity, uh, and uh, AXA is one such uh, prime example. It's one of the largest insurance companies in the world with a massive footprint, and they partnered with our company, Security Scorecard, to start using Security Scorecard grades in their uh, underwriting methodology. So there have been some massive breaches, things like obviously uh, Equifax last year. Are companies, do companies still have their heads in the sand when it comes to this, or, or are, they, are they coming to terms with it? I think that companies are beginning to realize that the chance that they're going to be breached is quite high. Actually, it's one in four. Every fourth company is going to get breached. Uh, and the, uh, what's interesting is that if you think back a couple of years, the company's stock price was not usually affected by the data breach. If you look at, look at a breach, um, the TGX uh, got breached and the stock price recovered just a few months later. But if you're looking at some of the recent incidents, Sony suffered the PlayStation breach, then the shareholder lawsuit was filed, an additional breach happened, and the stock has not yet recovered. With the Equifax, Equifax got breached uh, through an Apache Strats vulnerability, the CEO resigned, and the stock price has not yet recovered as well. So we're beginning to see financial impact on a stock price and long-term impact from some of the cybersecurity negligence. And as a result, 
it's leading the companies to dedicate more IT security budget um, to try to grasp the problem. I think that the problem is still that 80% uh, of the security budgets are dedicated towards traditional tool sets like firewalls, intrusion detection systems, and those traditional tool sets are not very effective. Uh, only 20% of a budget is going towards a so-called security 2.0 tool set, which includes security ratings, uh, bug bounty programs, threat intelligence, machine learning, and those type of uh, security 2.0 solutions are much more effective than the traditional tool sets. So there's still a misallocation of security budgets. And secondly, uh, even though the boards are aware of cybersecurity, the boards and the CISOs are not speaking the same language. The CISOs are still speaking a technical language, and the boards are speaking the language of PNL. So there's uh, there needs to be more collaboration done between the different teams of a company to really move a needle uh, on this problem. So what are the challenges of underwriting for cybersecurity? Sure. So the challenge of underwriting for cybersecurity is that uh, there are a couple of challenges. So number one, when you underwrite in a company, how do you know if the answers that the company supply to you in the risk assessment questionnaire are actually true or not. So what AXA is going to be doing is they're using security scorecard, uh, scorecards, uh, which provide you a non-intrusive grade from outside for any company in the world, and the contextual information about how this scorecard was computed. Uh, AXA is going to be using those uh, scorecards to make uh, underwriting decisions and to understand the true risk of a company that applies for an insurance. Uh, the second problem in underwriting is uh, a problem of concentrated risk. Imagine that you have a portfolio of a thousand companies, but they're all hosted on Amazon, for example. If Amazon gets breached, then all 1,000 companies could get breached. So there's, there's a notion of a concentrated risk similar to uh, you know, similar to how you can have many houses located in a single neighborhood uh, that's prone to earthquakes, then all these comp uh, houses are bearing correlated risk. So Security Scorecard recently released a uh, functionality that's not available uh, anywhere else in the market, and it's called our uh, Breach Insights Module. And the Breach Insights Module precisely measures this correlated risk between different companies that uh, indicates whether an attacker can use the same attack vector to perform a cyber attack against many companies that you're doing business with. So clearly you, you have um, you know, your finger on the pulse of what's happening around cybersecurity. Uh, where do you anticipate we'll see the greatest risk areas uh, evolving? Uh, sure. So if you look at the trends shaping cybersecurity landscape, there are three trends that contribute to uh, the number of problems that are exacerbating. So number one, we're operating in a complex environment. Uh, the ecosystem is very complex. Companies no longer store all of their data. The data travels to many third parties, many cloud services. The second problem is the attackers are getting more sophisticated. The weapons to pull off cyber attacks are readily available. The third problem is the full risk management. Many times the companies have no visibility into what's in the attack surface. So I believe that the trends that need to be addressed in the future is number one, third-party risk management. How do you know that the third parties you're doing business with are actually being diligent when it comes to protecting your data? That's number one. Number two, the proliferation of IoT devices is uh, creating a much larger attack surface. 
your refrigerator could be connecting to the internet and it could be an attack surface for a hacker. So how do you get a control on top of IoT security? Uh, uh, because those devices are everywhere. Uh, the third uh, problem that I believe we'll need to uh, address is we're going to have to think of new ways of measuring security and new ways of designing uh, security environments. So there's going to be proliferation of security rating services like Security Scorecard. Also, I'm a big believer in the zero trust paradigm that Google is pioneering. How do you design environments where you have zero trust in the environment? where the attacker could control any one of the piece, pieces. So I believe that this combination of IoT, third-party risk management, security rating services, and also deception technologies, which shift the cost from a defender to an attacker, um, I believe those technologies are going to be the answer for uh, the future. That's fantastic. So. Uh, Alex, thank you very much. I've enjoyed speaking with you. That was Alexander Yampolsky, who is co-founder and CEO of Security Schoolcard. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.